Good morning. Great to have you with us. Years ago, I had a friend called Daryl, who was by nature detailed and meticulous. Um, for instance, if I'd said to Daryl, hey, let's go out for a burger, he'd probably say, okay, what's the plan? To which I'd reply, what do you mean, what's the plan? Let's go out for a burger. We're just going out for a burger, man. And he'd be, yeah, 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 but, 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 but where are we going? What sort of a burger are we going to get? And so forth. And, you know, I think, Daryl, it's a burger. We're just going out for a burger. You're overthinking this. Every now and again, he would agree with me, laugh at himself and say, okay, but then with a twinkle in his eye, but if this goes wrong, this is on you. You know, we can complicate things in, in life. Um, years ago, there was a book called Simple Church. And the thrust of the book was this, that we have overcomplicated church. And it's really actually quite simple. I wonder if there could also be a book called Simple Discipleship. Uh, sometimes we perhaps have overcomplicated discipleship. Uh, we talk about the great commandment and the great commission, and we preach it with great conviction from our great concordance, and it's all very confusing. Life actually can be quite complicated, but not necessarily so. And in the passage we're looking at this morning, I believe John is trying to simplify things for us. This is simple discipleship. And there's a little bit of a formula here that you will see, and, it, and it's, it's very, very easy to remember. It's, it's this, B plus L equals S. B plus L equals S. We're going to see that in a moment, but let's read the passage and, and, um, um, and let's let the, the Word of God speak to each one of us, hey? So we're in 1 John chapter 3, and I'm going to read actually from verse 18, which we had a little bit of a look at last week as well, but I'm going to... Go and include that in our, our reading, and I'll go through to the end of the chapter. First John chapter 3, verse 18 to 24. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask, because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him, and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Let me pray just before we, we ponder all that John wrote those centuries ago. Heavenly Father, by your spirit, would you please come now and use your word to speak to each and every one of us? Yes, as individuals, but also as a church gathered in many homes or perhaps even by the time they listen to this in growth groups as well. It doesn't really matter. You can transcend all of that. Come, Holy Spirit, and speak, we pray. Amen. Amen. B plus L equals S. I don't know if you saw it, but in verse 23, there are two commands, two key commands that, that John commends to the early church here. 
He says, and this is his command, to believe, there's your B, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love, there's your L, to love one another as he commanded us. Two fundamental commands, to believe in Jesus and to love one another. Simple Christianity, simple discipleship, simple. Believe in Jesus, love one another. Now, John here in this passage is towards the end of this chapter three. He's really actually summarizing a a large section which began way back in, in chapter two. And that first commandment to believe in the name of Jesus Christ, to believe in Jesus, he actually covered back in chapter 2 in, in verse 21 with, where he was pointing out who a liar, who the Antichrist is, is somebody who denies that Jesus is the Christ. And then he, he goes on in verse 24 of chapter 2 to say that, as for you, though, see that what you heard from the beginning remains in you. Keep believing the thing that you heard from the beginning, that Jesus is the Christ. And so back in chapter 2, that's where he is he's kind of tackling that first commandment. But then for the most of chapter 3 here, he is, he is talking about this second commandment to love one another. And that's, that's what our verses are focusing um, on just, just here in this section. But verse 18 is, a, is an incredible verse, isn't it? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Um, earlier this, this year, I was... I was reading a book um, by uh, Bob Goff called Love Does. And, and very early in the, in the uh, book, he, he gives an illustration of what he means by that, love does. But it's, he simply means love is, a, is an action word. It's, it's, it's a verb. And, and it doesn't, it's not enough just to talk about love, but to, but to actually act as well in love. Um, he uses an illustration of a, a crisis that he faced as a young man and, and a mentor of his dropped everything to, to come and assist him. I had a similar moment when I was, I was young. I was 18 and a half and, and a, a job that I had gone for hadn't worked out. And I, I must confess, I really felt that this was God's will. I was, I was really confused. I remember driving um, aimlessly. Um, south until I got to a beach. I don't, didn't even know what beach I was at. I jumped out of the car and walked down to the sand and I walked up and down wrestling with God why this job didn't work out and, and how was it that I had misunderstood his purposes and was he messing with me and I couldn't make sense of it. I couldn't even seem to hear from God and I found a public phone and I, I rang a friend of mine, one of my youth leaders, his name was Greg and told him that the job hadn't gone well. And uh, he was an insurance assessor, actually. He, he used to investigate car accidents and so forth. And he said, well, c- drive on out. Come, come on home. We'll, we'll jump on my motorbike. We'll go for a ride and, and just hang out together. Come on over. I'll take some time off work. So I thought, seriously, you're just going to take time off work and, and do that? Wow. So, so I drove to his house and he had a really cool trail bike and um, I'd never really ridden on trail bikes, so I jumped on the back and I hung on, and and soon we're off and out in the country, and 
driving along this this grassed area and I just had the you know the wind in my face and I felt so free it was awesome and then we we hit this drain and and we were we were airborne talk about free we were airborne and I remember hearing Greg say jump and so he went one way the bike went another and I went a, another way again and we landed and the bike fell on my leg Unfortunately, though we had helmets on, nobody was nobody was injured. And as we limped back towards the bike, uh, I really had a bad corked leg, but limped back. And I thought, this is awesome. I mean, how cool that Greg had taken this this time off work. And I thought, I am always going to remember this moment, not just because it was my first and and only motorbike accident, but because it just spoke heaps to me that Greg would drop everything and come to my assistance at a at a time when I needed him. Um, love does. This is what John is talking about. Let's not just love with with words, but but let's love with actions as well. And as you well know, that's that's sometimes tough. Uh, loving people when they can't return it, or loving people when they can't receive it. You parents know what I'm talking about, don't you? Um, sometimes love is is not just birthday cake. It's it's Brussels sprouts as as well. Um, love um, isn't some um, namby pamby kind of a, uh, a a phrase that can mean can mean anything, any sort of sort of sentiment whatsoever. In fact, if you flip over just a couple of chapters, in chapter chapter 5, verse 2 and 3, John tells us what he means when he talks about love. He says, chapter 5, verse 2, and this is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. This is love, to keep his commands. So, so God's love will always line up with, with God's truth. Um, and here's the application, verse 19. When we love like that, when we love, not just with words, but with actions, when we do that, here's the promise in verse 19. It says, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. How? By loving God's people, by loving others with, with actions. When we do that, here's the application, then we know we are in the truth, that we are in God, God is in us, that we are aligned with what is true. And then secondly, our hearts can rest in his presence. Our hearts can rest in his presence. This is a beautiful way of saying that when we are truly loving other people, no matter how tough it can be, then we know that we are aligned with his truth and we have peace with God. That's how we know. There's a wonderful, wonderful promise and it gives us great comfort in the, in the Christian life. And and then it's as if John is anticipating a question from someone, um, someone someone asking, but but what about when my heart, my inner self, 
um, what about when when I don't I don't think that's the case. I don't feel that's the case. What about when my I've got an overactive conscience or or my feelings don't line up with the truth of what what you're just saying there? Uh, that I don't feel at peace with God and 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 I'm not sure if I'm aligned with the truth. What about that? And anticipating this question, um, John says, well, um, in, in verse, verse 20 here, he says, Dear friends, if our, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. This is a reassurance for, for that overactive conscience or the fact that our feelings might not cor- correctly line up with the truth. Basically, God is greater than your conscience and God is greater than your feelings. God trumps both of those things. God is, God is greater and you can be confident of that. In fact, confidence in his word diffuses condemnation. That's what, that's what he is essentially saying in verse 21. If our hearts do not condemn us, there's the condemnation it's because we have confidence before God. So you, when you act in love, when you fulfill that commandment, you can know that God's word is true, that you are aligned with the truth, and that you can have peace with God. Your heart can be at rest in the presence of God. Both of those things are true because his word says they're true. Whether your conscience agrees, whether your feelings agree, that, that doesn't matter. The confidence that you have in God and in his word diffuses that condemnation. And here is this wonderful reassurance that 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 is is the case. Then in verse 22, John goes on to, to talk about that's why we know that we will receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and we do what pleases him. The knowledge that we keep his commands his command to love in this case, reassures us that we have peace with God and that he hears our every prayer. He hears us when we pray to him. This is a, this is a wonderful truth and a, and a wonderful reassurance that, that John gives us. And that's his command to love one another. But remember, there was, there was two commands, wasn't there? To believe in Jesus and to love one another. B plus L equals S. Well, what's the S? Well, that's in, that's in verse, verse 24, but let me read it in context with verse 23. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. And the one who keeps God's commands lives in him, or we could say abides in him, and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit that he gave us. In other words, simple discipleship, believe in Jesus, love one another, and it demonstrates that the spirit of God truly lives within you, that you are abiding in God. God is abiding in you. You are abiding in Christ, and Christ is abiding in you. He does that through his Holy Spirit. Uh, let me let me use this as an as an example. Perhaps this is some uh, uh, grapefruit um, from our from our tree at home, and um, 
I've 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 cut it from the from the main branch there, and and there was some other fruit as well, but that's that's being cut because because these are the the two main the two main fruit. If you think about it, is firstly we've got this this key fruit here to to believe in Jesus. This is one of His commands, and then then here's the other one to to love one another. Now you might you might grab this fruit and you might say, I wonder what tree that belongs belongs to. Um, and um, gee, why is why is it just these two fruit and, and and no others? Well, you could actually go match it up with various trees, but there's only one tree that this comes from. And maybe you could find the branch that's cut, and you could you could kind of match it up and say, yep, that's that's where it's from. But that's not really an an exact science. The real way to know the specific tree that this particular branch and this this fruit came from would be to to actually take a sample of the of the sap that is that is running through this branch and compare it to the sap of the tree and and that's a that's good science you could actually analyze the two and you could say without any shadow of a doubt this branch these fruit and this branch is from that particular tree it's the same sap likewise john is saying um when you obey these two commands oh yeah there's a whole bunch of other fruit and 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 other things, but here's here's the two key ones to to believe in Jesus and to to love one another. When you see these two things, that fruit without a shadow of a doubt comes from that tree, the tree of God, the tree of life, Jesus Christ Himself, and and you would know that because you could look at look at the spirit of that tree and the spirit that runs through our lives that produces this kind of fruit. And you would say, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. There is no shadow of a doubt. When you produce that kind of a fruit, that's the sort of fruit that can only come from the Holy Spirit. And that's what John is essentially saying in these, these verses here. He's saying that when we believe in Jesus, that's the fruit of the Spirit. When we love one another, that's the fruit of the Spirit. Only the Spirit of Christ can bring about that kind of that kind of fruit, um, fulfilling these two commands, believing in Jesus and, and loving, loving one another. It's the essence of abiding. It's the essence of abiding. It's what it means to, uh, to abide in Christ. And it proves that his spirit is, is within us. I guess when we, we go to apply these two commands, believing in Jesus and and loving one another. Of course, we're challenged with, I can't do this in my own strength, but be encouraged. The very spirit of God himself will produce this fruit. You don't have to, to, have to do it through, through your own effort. In fact, that won't work. It will be the spirit of Christ within you that will produce this fruit. But when I talk about loving people, loving others, and, and not just in word, but, but in deeds as well, um, if you're like most of us, you probably have a little voice in your head saying something like, that's impossible. With that particular person, that's impossible. And it may actually seem impossible to you. But what's impossible for you is possible with God, you see. And I would say there is an order here. The belief comes before loving. You might say the greatest commandment says to love God, right? Yes, but how do you love him if you don't believe in him? There is an order here. 
And I would say that you are able to accomplish the second of these two commands, loving one another, by, by firstly allowing God to help you with, the, with believing in Jesus. When you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then all of heaven's power is available to you to help you fulfill the second commandment, to love one another, to love others. Believing in Jesus releases power, strength, and grace in your life, enabling you to love others. Yes, at first it might be, it might be more Brussels sprouts, but eventually, over time, who knows? It might also be birthday cake. May God bless you.